Hi guys, welcome back to Slightly Spiritual. We are so happy to be back. We're so happy to be chatting with you. I personally am so happy to be torturing you. Um, I am basically going to torture Cindy today all about how to tune in for yourself, how to do this kind of work for yourself. We're going to go through card pulling, crystal 101. Um, we basically are going to learn everything. And of course we have to find out from Cindy, what is going on with the, I don't want to say horrible words right off the bat, but like with the freaking universe. So get ready. Here we go. Okay. I don't know if I'm ready. That's a lot. <laughs> it is. I will I'm probably be honest right now. It is two 46 and I, I am full on drinking a white claw. Like it, it I, been a week. I'm like a it's been a long me. week. I was like, is that a white claw? And I was like, no, I must've like looked at that funny or something. I, I said to one of my friends came over, we went for a walk last night. And cause I feel like most of you know by now, but I'm a publicist centered around healthcare. And a lot of my clients who I love and adore and I'm like very, very close with, they are like legitimate COVID experts, like across the U S across the world. So all I have done this week is talk about the variant. And I like literally just constantly now I'm like on the verge of tears because it has just been such a long week. So it hit two and I wasn't done. And I was like, I think when I record with Cindy, I'm going to start drinking alcohol. So, <laughs> so cheers. Cheers. Just I'm to me. Cheers to me. I'm still, I'm having my late, probably going to regret this later um, morning latte. I was going to say 240. You're on your latte. I'm, I'm on my alcohol. <laughs> I'd say you're uh, 10 steps ahead of me. It's 240. No, and I'm drinking alcohol. No, I just like needed something warm. Like, I don't know. I couldn't get like warm. And I was like, I'll just make a lot. I was gonna make tea. And then I was like, mm, I don't know. So I made like a little latte and I was like, I'm probably gonna regret this later when I can't sleep, but it tastes real good. Oh my God. It looks good. Like it looks very foamy. I wish yeah. you guys could see it. It looks good. Cindy did a good, did a good job. I did a good job. Also, everyone here is probably going to cringe when I say this, but do you remember like way back in the, it's not way back in the day. It was like a few years ago. Starbucks came out with like um, eggnog lattes. Well, I accidentally got addicted. And so during oh. one month of the year, which also happens to be my birthday month, I don't normally do any dairy besides like a little bit of cheese. I treat myself to eggnog lattes and I just put like a splash of eggnog, like it's like a tablespoon or something with my mouth and it tastes oh. so good. It's like Christmas in a cup. And I love it. I don't even like eggnog, but like it just, I don't know. So that's I what I have. You. I mean, the holidays are like, it's like my one thing. I do it one month out of the year. We all have our vices. It is my vice. It is my one thing. So I saw it in the whole foods the other day and I was like, oh, I was like <laughs> we all have our vices and that really isn't a bad vice at all. I commend you for that being it. This no, month. but it's not exactly the health. It's definitely not the healthiest. And <laughs> I don't know. It's all sugar and not things you're supposed to be drinking, but I really enjoy it. So <laughs> there are worse things in the world. That's probably true. That's probably oh, true. God. Um, okay. Before we get started, I wanted to share like kind of a funny story from this week. Um, I'm sure you guys have heard Cindy say this in previous podcasts, but I think you've specifically talked about it with you and manifesting parking spots. Yeah. I love to give that example of like, you like, 
sometimes you got to build momentum towards the big things. So like start with the small little things. Like I, yeah, I mess with parking spots or like all green lights getting somewhere or arriving on time, even though I'm running late, like just little things, you know, like it doesn't really matter if it happens or not, but it's really cool when it does. Yeah. Yeah. So what we're talking about here, if you're unsure is like manifesting. So it can literally be as simple as like, I've talked about before, you know, I'm always working on like healing my body, like all these things. Like, so every morning I get up and I say, I am happy, I am healthy, I am healing. And like, that's my little manifesting thing. Um, so I always listen to Cindy and, you know, Cindy's like practice, like manifesting on like the smaller things, the things like don't really matter. Right. So Um, yesterday I took my dog scout for a really long walk and he had just pooped and I was like, Oh, I don't have to worry about poop. He just pooped. Um, and I was like on a conference call. So I was like, Cindy's like dying right now, but like, I don't, it's poop. It's dog poop. As long as it's it's not human poop, we're good. Um, although DJ, my husband was in San Francisco a couple of weeks ago for work and he texted me, he was walking to the office and he goes, he's like, Allie, I just saw somebody take a shit in the middle of the street and I was like that does not sound great but doesn't oh, shock no. for big cities at all um so you know as long as it's dog poop I can handle it so scout pooped in our front yard I was like all right we're good to go we're ready to walk so of course we start walking and maybe like not even a half mile in scout poops and it's of course on like the corner of somebody's yard I don't have a bag I'm like okay I'm gonna have to turn around now I'm gonna have to go get a bag I'm gonna have to come back, pick up this poop. And I'm like, you know what? No, like I am going to find a bag. So I literally stopped. I kid you not. I stopped for a second and I was like, I am going to find a bag literally or something or something that I can use to pick up this poop. Cause I don't want to tell you the things when I have forgotten a bag before that I have used to pick up my dog's poop. Um, I was like, I can make it work. So I kid you not, not even 20 feet in front of me, somebody had dropped an entire roll of dog poop bags and I literally stopped and I'm walking towards it. And I'm like, is that what I like literally in my own head? I'm like talking to myself. I'm like, is that what I think it is? Is that what I think it is? And I get closer and I'm like, no, it's like, I thought it was like, you know, like those rubber bands that people use for like exercises. Yes. Yeah. That's what I thought it was. I'm like, no, it would have been too good to be true. Like it would have been too good. And then I literally get like right up upon it. And I was like literally standing there and I literally t- was talking to like my dog and I'm like, this is a roll of poop bags. And it was, it was an entire roll of poop bags that somebody had dropped. And then I of course call Cindy and I'm like, Cindy, I have to tell you this. And I keep, I go back, I pick up the poop with the poop bags that I just found. I keep walking and literally the next number that I saw was like one, one, three, one or something. And ones and threes are always my angel number from uh, my friend that passed away and my grandfather, who I just think are always with me. And I just was like, this was not a mistake. This was not a mistake. They sent me these poop bags. So yeah, that's, I just wanted to share that. I just thought it was such a cool, like, it doesn't matter literally at all, but I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. It's so crazy. And the thing I love about that is that it's not just one bag. You manifested an entire roll of them, which AKA that is what I mean when I'm talking to clients or we're talking on this podcast or I'm talking to friends and I'm like, abundance is our natural state. Like, like not just one bag, you got a whole roll of them, like an entire roll. 
So that is literally what the universe can like provide for us and give us and do for us in any given moment. Like you were walking along. It's not like you spent a lot of time thinking about it, worrying about it, stressing about it. You were like, well, if I can find these bags, that'd be real great. I'm just going to manifest it. And then they literally showed up seconds later. Like that, the funny thing is, is that that's how everything in this reality can be. Nothing is excluded from that type of manifesting. The problem is we prevent ourselves from receiving that. We prevent ourselves from seeing it. Like you could have kept walking and been like, oh no, it's some weird, like, what do you call it? Like a workout band or something. You could be like, oh, it's a workout band. It's a workout band. You could have kept going and not even realized it, right? Like how many times has that happened in our lives? The thing we want is right in front of us. We just keep walking because we're like, nope, it's not there. Yeah. Like that's where we have to like stop, pause, put it out there. And then, yeah, it doesn't matter if it happens. If it happens, it'd be great. If not, oh, well, you have another solution, but it would be really nice if it did. And then it did. That's how like we unattached and how like just intentional we and specific, like you were specific to this or something better that we need to be when manifesting. So like taking that and then applying it to like the big things that people are trying to manifest is, is like, that's the magic, right? Like that's the magic formula. So it's just so cool. Yeah. I geek out over this stuff all the time. I geek out of it all the time. Oh my God. It really, it like literally it made honestly, it like, it was one of those things where it's so simple, but it made such an impact. Like it like borderline, like made my entire week, like finding this bag, this roll of poop bags. I know. I know because you, you manifested it. Like that's how cool it is. Yeah. Like you Um, can do that with everything in life, literally everything. Last week we were I forgot about this. DJ and I were, we joined this like social club in Nashville and, um, we went for dinner last week. We had such a nice night and they have live music at this, like the above floor of like this private members club is a restaurant. Um, so we went for an early dinner. It was a Sunday night and they have this like singer that's like famous to like Nashville, but I don't, honestly, I don't know if she's famous to anywhere else singing. She has a beautiful voice. And it was like fairly empty at first when we got there. So we went at like six o'clock on a Sunday night when like nobody else is really out, like at a nice restaurant. And I just had this moment where I was like, I feel like lately I keep reflecting on like how sick I was and like not realizing it at the time. And like, I have realized now, like, thank God I didn't know when I was in the thick of it, or like, I might not have made it like honest to God. I was like, I might not be alive today. And I had this moment where I was like sitting and like listening to the singer and with DJ. And like, I just was like, literally I start sobbing and we're like the only ones listening to the singer. So she, they're look, they're probably looking at us. Like, is he like breaking up with her? Are they getting divorced? Like what's happening? Cause I am just sitting there and it is like waterworks. And, um, you know, I was saying to DJ, I was like, it's moments like these, like, I am just truly, I'm like, so happy to be alive. Like, I'm so happy to be here. Like, this is so special, whatever. And I said to myself, I was like, you know what? I just feel like they're going to send me a sign like in this moment. And the next song that the singer named Lacey starts singing is, um, I can't think of the name of it, but it's like that song where it's like, girl, put your records on Jim talking about like, yeah, I don't really that on my window. It was like really yeah. big. I feel like when we were in like middle school, high school, but like the whole theme of this song is like, 
live your life. Like it's all going to be okay. Mm. Like, and I literally, then it just got worse. I calmed myself down. Then it just got worse. And it's like, I'm sitting there in the restaurant starting to fill up and we're like the member tables at this restaurant are like front row. So everyone can see you. And I like have my napkin. I literally was sitting there like this. Cause I was just crying because of like the sign. And it just, I don't know. It just, it's so interesting when you pay attention Mm-hmm. like in these moments when they send you signs. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like it was a very, and I don't know if that has to do like with the astrology or the eclipses or like what's going on, but this whole week, I feel like it just kind of was like one thing after another where you're like, I don't know, just like a lot of like really cool signs coming through. So. Yeah. It's been a really intense week, but a very cool week too. So, or week, I, guess <sighs> I should say the eclipse season started like I think it was November 4th especially is when it like started like it's always two weeks before the first eclipse and then it lasts like two up to like a week or two after so the second one is tomorrow tomorrow yes it is tomorrow yeah so I'll probably be feeling it for like another week or so after that and then we'll be in the Uh, clear for six months oh my god so it starts again um, before we get into all of the crystal one-on-one tuning in for yourself, card pulling all the things I wanted to see if there's anything like energetically right now that you're picking up or that you've been picking up around the eclipses or I'm like, tell me it all, lay it on me. So the, I posted something today about this. I'm not sure when we'll be releasing this episode, but essentially of releasing the idea of lack or untruths or illusions that we have around us. Um, so I won't like repeat that whole thing, but that's been a big um, theme that I've noticed not only in myself, but in client sessions this week is around, um, you know, just those illusions, like false evidence appearing real, like fear showing up that is asking us to like, or is asking to be released. Yeah. Um, And then part of what I um, have been channeling in a lot is people are having like a, well, this part's not channeling, I should say, this is what I'm just noticing. People are having a big feeling of like almost desperation as everyone's trying to navigate these energies. And I think kind of the desperation is coming from everything feels very new and unknown and people are being forced slash pushed slash pulled outside their comfort zones. Yeah. So, um, the big thing that, in fact, Lauren, the modern astrologer did an event last night that I went to just and participated in is she pulled a card on this. And I've been saying this, well, I say this all the time to people, but the big one with this, with this eclipse coming up tomorrow is about returning to joy of like, what is it feel like? What does it look like? Um, like what, what are the things that you love? What are the things that spark joy for you? What happens to your life when you ignore these things? what happens to your life when you return to them. And it's also asking of us, like what moves us? Like what causes us to leap from procrastination into something that sparks joy and just noticing where you're feeling stuck and how, when you're having those moments of feeling stuck, like how long has it been since you experienced joy? Because chances are, if you're feeling stuck in one area of your life, it's because you're not feeling joy in many areas of your life. So it's always about like returning to joy. And 
I like to always suggest hobbies or learning a new skill or a hobby as a joy, but it could simply be something like going outside, feeling the sun on your face, going for a walk, having a latte or a white cloth. Like, I don't, you know, I don't know, not that I'm condoning always having to drink something, but you know, just something like that. Right. And then the other thing that's been coming up is, um, I've been really, I've been actually leading this when I do private sessions in my opening meditation now of having clients take something that's been on loop or on repeat in your mind and freeing it. Like imagine it leaving that, that limiting belief or that fear or that worry or that stress or that experience or that trauma or whatever, taking it off loop, taking it off the repeat cycle and freeing it, allowing it to either return to the earth or the water or the trees around you. And remembering that every single thing around you holds a consciousness, including the thoughts that you have. And so by freeing that thought from your mind, you're allowing that piece of consciousness to return back to nature, back to the universe and back to light like source. So it can be alchemized into something better. So it's time to like free our thoughts, free the things that are being on loop. Um, and lastly, maybe lastly or second to lastly, the other big thing that's been kind of a lot is self-sabotaging. And I would say that continuing to think a certain thought about yourself or having a certain belief or feel, feeling of doubt or unworthiness or, I don't know, insert any insecurity or illusion into that sentence there. But all of those things are essentially a form of self-sabotage right? It's keeping us small. It's not allowing us to step into our creative power. Um, even like we even self-sabotage sometimes with our, the habit of going back to what worked in the past, like returning to an old ax or looking at someone's social media, even though they know they're not good for us or, you know, returning to work and hoping that they can't live without you or they fell apart without you or, you know, putting yourself down before others do or being overly critical of yourself, right? Like all of these things were coping mechanisms in the past that helped us, but it's a form of self-sabotage to keep going back to those, knowing that they're not good for you for the future. So it's also a leaking of our power when we do this. And so it's time to like reclaim our power. And again, freeing these things that have been on loop or on repeat and letting them go. And essentially it's also saying like your power is in the present. Like all of these things are in the past. And when you, when you are constantly putting yourself in the past situation or trying to pull the past into the future, you're creating an energy leak and you're just um, slowing yourself down. Again, a form of self-sabotage because the past cannot be in the future and it cannot dictate the future. Only yourself in the present can do those things or can impact the future. So Um, one of the things that I feel like is so not the same, but adjacent to that, I, like I said, I loved what you posted this morning and how, you know, what came through basically said for, you see the universe is always sending you what you need. It's just a matter of perspective. You detest when others lie to you and yet you lie to yourself daily. The lie that is called doubt. It just is such an, I don't even want to say it's an interesting way of thinking about it because it's the truth. It just really puts things into perspective, you know, mm-hmm. unfortunately, unfortunately for you, it just takes you saying it the right way. 
Yeah, I actually channeled that all in for myself. There was a lot more that came into it, but I thought that was the most potent part of it. So I'm curious then based on like your downloads or what you've been picking up, like if there's one, I don't know if the right term is like activity or practice, or like, if there's one thing that people want to do around the eclipse, like, I guess, what is like a good exercise for people to like implement this weekend? You mean like a, like a physical exercise to do like something tangible to do? Yeah, I guess like, you know how sometimes we do our zooms and like people write lists and burn them. Like, you know, I mean, that's always a good one to write a list of something you're calling in and releasing and then burning each list. Um, there's also the, um, I love the practice. I think I, I don't know where I put, I think we did, maybe we didn't do this in a podcast. I love the practice of also, you can like take a glass of water, put it in the windowsill in the moonlight, allowing it to soak up or like setting it with an intention that you want to, um, call in. Like you can even put a piece of paper underneath the, the glass of water, not in it, obviously, but underneath it with something you're calling in or a new intention or a new, uh, maybe habit that you want to pick up or, or a new mantra for yourself. Like any of those things could work and placing the glass of water on top of it, letting it sit out in the moonlight tonight or tomorrow night or the next 24 hours and then drinking it while it's taking that intention, like in the morning. Um, okay. that's another like fun one. Always like drinking water cause water absorbs the information or the words around it. So if you set an intention that you want and also leave it in the moonlight or again, even though it's a new moon, it's still, getting the energies from that and drinking that that's another like tangible practice people can do. I do that sometimes. Okay. I like kind of woo, but also kind of fun. Eh, who isn't woo that's listening. Let's be real. That's true. It's probably true. And it's super easy, right? Everyone has a glass and water like yeah. paper, right? It's accessible. Like, yeah. Don't, you don't need to, you don't need a lot for it. So that's our whole thing. When we started was these are all things that are accessible. You don't need a $500 crystal egg that you have to like shove up your vagina. Mm-hmm. Like we're good. We don't need that. I got ads for those the other day. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I was like, I've not been searching for the, I was like, why am I getting this right now? What were you talking about? Just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I get, I get random shit. Now my lane, now the latest thing is I'm getting like weird. Oh, pregnancy stuff. Oh. I mean, tons of pregnancy, like clothes and like, they, and I'm like, I think it's cause I've been talking about a lot with clients. Yeah. Like fertility has been a huge thing. I guess that's another big thing with these eclipses. It feels like anyone that's been trying to get pregnant, like yeah, watch out. Cause like babies are coming in hot, this eclipse coming in hot. So, um, um, and if you're not trying to get pregnant, be careful. <laughs> like, anyways. Um, so I, I've been getting tons of pregnancy. Ad- like I just get random ads all the time. I'm yeah. Like so that's funny. I, um, DJ and I were having a conversation earlier this week about a project that we work on together. And I was telling him, you know, I really think we just need to bite the bullet and like hire a marketing firm. And literally that night, last night I got into bed and I was getting all these targeted Instagram ads for marketing professionals. And I was like, all right, I know that like, apparently our phones don't listen to us, but like, I was like, what are, I like, hadn't Googled it yet. Like I hadn't, you know what I mean? We were just talking out loud and I was like, "Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah. Let's jump in. 
So, you know, Cindy and I always talk about on these podcasts, um, we've built like this incredible community that have truly become like some of our good friends. Um, I really do, you know, Cindy and I consider us to be like this little spiritual woo woo family. It's a very safe space. And I feel like one of the things we always say is like you, myself included, it's like, you do not have to rely solely on Cindy to get your intuitive hits, right? You can, to an extent, like you can do it yourself. You can tune into yourself. You can hone your intuition and your skills and your manifesting abilities and like all these wonderful things that in reality we can all tap into. It's just a matter of like honing the craft. Really? I'm not saying we're going to be able to do what Cindy does. Cause I certainly can't do that. Um, but we can use our intuition ourselves. So I wanted to pick Cindy's brain on more or less like a one-on-one of how to tune in for yourself. How do you do this work for yourself? How do you work with crystals? What should you look for? Um, card pulling, like what are Cindy's favorite crystals? Um, and I do have one crystal that I want to talk about that I like absolutely love. Um, and all the things I feel like especially crystals are such a huge thing in both of our lives. And I know we get so many questions about them and it can be so confusing because people are like, they're rocks. What are you talking about? And I'm like, it is not just a rock. So I'm very defensive about my crystals. I love, I see that as you should be, as you should be. (laughs) Um, so I guess to, before we get into like the super specifics of like, cause I want to talk about, Herkimer diamonds. I want to talk about, um, golden healer, Lumerians, like black tourmaline, like all these things that you love and I love and and we both love. Um, and I know you were the first person that really introduced me to a true understanding of like using crystals in day-to-day life and like using crystals for healing. So I'm curious to know, like, as far as crystals, like working with crystals, all these things, I guess, like, what exactly is it? Like, they're not just rocks. You know what I mean? Uh, to me, at least they're not just rocks. <laughs> Who's telling you, who, call, who calls them rocks? Um, it. It's funny. I mean, honestly, it's like kind of funny because people that like, number one, like, I feel like everybody in my life kind of knows that like I collect crystals and I love them. And like, I'll talk to people about them and they'll be like, so how are your rocks? And like, I don't really correct people anymore, but I'm just like, they're good. They're good. They're sparkly. They're good. Um, And then I have people actually that quite frequently message me on Instagram and ask about it. And I think Mm -hmm. it's because I've shared the story a couple of times, but way actually wait years before I met you, I hosted an event with Allie Hilfiger and she technically was like my first exposure to crystals and using like spirituality for healing because she told me her and I went to lunch and she told me when she started collecting crystals and specifically putting them in her bathtub is when she started to get better. Uh, so I was doing a lot of work in LA at the time and I found this crystal store and I bought crystals and like, I got back home to Chicago and I started putting them in my tub and I just was like, oh, well, this is it. Like, they're going to heal me now. Cause I'm putting them in, cause that's what Allie Hilfiger told me. They're going to heal me. And that is not what she meant at all. I just didn't understand it. Um, so people like look at that or like listen to that and they're like, so where do I buy these rocks that Allie Hilfiger said I put in my bathtub? And I'm like, that's not 
actually how it works. But like, if you don't know, I get it. Cause I was yeah. people, you know, like five, six years ago. So. Yeah. So the way I like to describe the use of crystals is that they are, um, well, let me back up for just a quick second. You know, if you believe that all things are, uh, made up of light or a vibe and therefore a vibration, right. So everything's vibrating at a certain frequency. And the reason why like a crystal is a certain color or why like trees are green and some flowers are pink, right. It's because it's vibrating at a specific light frequency that produces that color. And as such, each thing, crystal tree, you know, item around you is vibrating at a certain frequency, giving off a certain color and therefore has certain properties that are associated with it. Okay. So just give me a little background and that that's, that's the same true of us, right? It, it's been proven now at a quantum level that literally are made up of space or made up of light. And it's just vibrating at a, such a, well, actually we're at a pretty low frequency. That's why we're able to, we're so solid and why you can see us, but um, things can vibrate at a high frequency, slow frequency. You know, it's like looking at a ceiling fan. That's my favorite example is like, you know, it has blades. Like if you're looking, there's one above my head, but if you're looking at a ceiling fan or a propeller blade or a helicopter blade, right? When it's stationary, you can see all the blades. When it's moving really quickly, you can't see it, but you know it's there. And it, that's what I mean. It's like you're vibrating at such a high frequency. You can feel it. You can kind of feel the breeze. You can feel a fan, but you can't see the blades anymore, right? They're moving so quickly. It's the same thing with each and every different crystal plant tree. That's why plant medicine, like you could also take this the same conversation and put it into like plant medicine or flower essences. We'll stick with crystals for the sake of keeping it simple. Okay. So each crystal therefore is um, vibrating at a specific frequency is carrying certain properties that are associated with it. And the reason why they're so effective is because they are showing your body or your cells, your DNA, what frequency to vibrate with to match the healing properties of that crystal. Mm -hmm. So that's why when you're holding them in your hand or feeling it or on your heart, or some people put them like in a bath or whatever, same thing. It's then showing the water around you in a bath, what frequency it's vibrating with. It tends to then, um, what's the word I want to use? Like, uh, you know, impart that on the water. And then in a bath, you're absorbing a lot of water just through osmosis. So then therefore you're absorbing the healing properties of the water, which are the healing properties of the crystal. Mm. So why people love to use crystals with water, but again, you don't need water. You can still hold them, put them on your, um, you know, on your heart, in your pocket, under your pillow, under your bed, next to your bed, in your bed, you know, wherever on your desk, you know, having them even in your vicinity versus having to like touch them will bring, show your body what frequency vibration to vibrate with, to feel those same properties and take on those same healing characteristics. So I'm curious for you, I have like a lot of questions on this. Um, when you are looking for crystals or like, for example, when you and I were in Nashville and we went to that crystal store that literally had like 20,000 crystals, and you're looking through them, it can be so overwhelming. Like, how do you know what to choose or what to pick? Like, I guess, how do you go about like picking your own crystals? So I will say nowadays, I intuitively like feel certain ones that I feel pulled to. Like I'll walk by and kind of just like look at, or I don't really even need to hold them, but look at, or like feel the energy coming from the crystal and decide if it feels like it's good or if I need it or if I don't need it. Okay. That's how I do it nowadays. Um, 
sometimes I will Google like good crystal for such and such, but I typically don't do that anymore. I will just walk into a store and feel what feels good or which ones like catch my eye or which one feels really good to hold. And then ask what the properties are. And then I'll usually be like, Oh my God, it's exactly what I need. I'm buying this. Mm-hmm. Back in the day when I first started, I had no clue what I was doing. So I tended to go for the colors that I liked or like how it felt in my hand, like the weight of it. Or it, I used to like a lot of smoother crystals. Now I appreciate the ones that are more natural, like and not so um, smooth that have their that have their own inclusions and points and things like that to them. But at one point, I really liked all the smooth, pretty ones because that's what I thought I needed. Um, really, there's no wrong way. I will just say that. And the best way is to just trust your gut and intuition. If you're in a store and you're, or if you're feeling overwhelmed, you can close your eyes for a second and just sort of see where you feel pulled to, and then just walk over to that corner area and start holding some of them and see which one feels best. I like that. Um, I also am curious now, I feel like crystals have become such a, I don't even want to, I don't want to quote unquote call it a fad. Um, but I feel like it's just become so more or less like mainstream in certain communities that I like, there's certain things, right? Like I, for example, I do shockingly not shocking at all. I'm being sarcastic. I shop a lot on Metaporte. And I literally am appalled at sometimes when I'm shopping for like clothing or whatever, what's new and like a crystal will pop. And like, and for, for example, I think months ago, I sent this to you and they're still on the Net-A-Porte website. I'm still horrified by it. Um, there's this one brand, I will not say them by name, but they sell on Net-A-Porte and literally they will have a piece of like quartz and it literally will be like $650 for a piece of quartz. That's like honest to God should be like 50 bucks. And I just am like, Oh my God, people look at these and they think, Oh, this is beautiful. Right. And like, if I didn't know anything, I would say, Oh my God, maybe this is worth $600 or whatever it is, but it's absolutely not. So that's number one. Number two, um, I have done a lot of work, like to educate myself on like real versus fake crystals and what to look for, like colored glass or like colored quartz, um, versus like what it should look like. Like, for example, like citrine is something that is very heavily manufactured and it actually is quartz that has been nine times out of 10 heated to a certain degree and it turns the color of citrine, but it's not actually citrine. So I'm curious, like when you buy your crystals, is there anything totally besides the energetic component of it, um, that you look for kind of to make sure that like, you're getting what you're looking for, what you feel like your body needs. I mean, the best way to, I would say, discern that is to ask the person selling where they got the crystals. Okay. And if they like, can't tell you, or they're like, Oh, you know, Brazil. And you're like, I don't like, like, or they're just like giving you some made up thing then you're going to, then that I would say it's probably they bought it somewhere or it's was manufactured or something like that. And like, just for example, I was at a crystal show here in Chicago. I don't know, like now it's a couple months ago where I bought a bunch and I was looking for Herkimer diamonds and the guy was able to tell me the exact mine he got it from in um, New York. I believe they all come from Herkimer, New York. Uh, I think it's New York, Um, but they come from a a couple of specific mines in new, new, the state of New York. I think anyways, 
And he's like, I know the name of the guy. He's like, I've had him for 20 years. Like I actually, they haven't been very popular in the past, but they seem to be making a comeback. And he's like, I, I've had him forever. I was going to do this. And this is how they actually come out of the ground. And then this one actually broke, but I thought it was beautiful. So I kept like, he had this whole, like, I mean, maybe he was just, I don't think he was because he had a lot of other crystals too that he could tell a lot of similar stories to, but you can tell when they're coming from, when they have a story and true, true, like gemologists, like people that are actually um, getting sourcing crystals, like a couple people I follow on Instagram and stuff like that too. They can tell you like the exact mine and even the name of the miner of where it came from and when, and that's how you're able to kind of discern whether it's, you know, a good piece of crystal that you're buying or whether it's one that's probably manufactured. So. Okay. And I know, um, I know you source your crystals, you know, from all over from like very trusted Mm -hmm. sources, but I know Mm -hmm. in Chicago locally and accessibly you buy certain crystals at source healing, right? That's Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. I go to source healing. And then I recently discovered on the rocks. It's in Andersonville, Lauren, the Mount of astrologer can with them. They have some pretty cool stuff. They had some good, and they knew like, they knew where it was coming from and things like that. So, um, and someone told me about another place here, but I don't remember the name of it. Anyways. Um, but those are the two places now in Chicago that I go to. And then there's a few places online that I, Okay. We can put in the show notes or I can share on Instagram and save that story. But I link those in the show notes. Um, I, and I will also share, and this is more for like sourcing. I don't want to say like rare crystals, but things that are maybe a little bit harder to find or a little bit more unique or like larger. I work with a gemologist named Lori. Um, her Instagram is a stone for every home. Um, and she is just beyond wonderful and her prices are like very fair for what it is. Um, and she's awesome. So we will link all of these places in the comments for you to hopefully start building your own crystal collection. Yeah. And Um, the one I was thinking about Instagram that I follow is called, she's called and like a N D like and crystals. Okay. Her name is Katie. She has a lot of great ones too. And she also, um, Sure. Her, her thing is she's a crystal whisperer. So she like oh. talks to them and puts intentions with them and like takes them different places to get them charged because yeah. it's not only where they come from, but also which hands have touched them, what energy they've been able to absorb. Yeah. That's why all the ones that I intend to sell are sitting out on my windowsill, just absorbing all these like amazing yeah. eclipse energies and everything. And I go through and att- occasionally put intentions in them. It's also yeah. important, like where they've been, their history, yeah. who's had them um, cause you're absorbing all that energy. Like as much as crystals are giving off their vibration, they're also picking up some, some of them, not all of them. Some are very good cleansers and remove negativity and there's nothing, you know, they're not going to pick up things, but a lot of them will pick up what you would put intentions you put in with them. So, um, with that being said, before we get into the specifics of the crystals that you and I really like, so I think you and I actually like a lot of the same crystals, which makes sense. Cause we're very good friends. Um, I, so I recently got a new crystal that I absolutely love. Um, and we'll talk about it a little more in depth, but basically a certain crystal apparently was, and this we're getting like very out there, like very woo right now. Um, but it was programmed by like, I don't know if the correct term is like this race of beings that's no longer here. And they like, apparently like program these crystals with more or less like barcodes of like certain information. Right. Mm-hmm. So what I was reading online, this was a little while ago when I got my new one, 
because unfortunately the one that I had that I absolutely loved and treasured was stolen. Um, when I got my new one, I was reading, like, you have to like, kind of sit with the crystal and like, ask, like, will you work with me? Like, will you work with me? Will you show me what, you know, you know, whatever. So I'm curious, like, is that what you do when you get new crystals or like, how do you, I guess, like more or less like build a relationship with your new crystals? Yeah. I mean, I, I do something very similar. I will kind of do that before I pick it up or before I purchase it though. Like if I can't, if I, if I can hold it or if I'm before I'm selecting it, I'll kind of be like, do you want to come home with me? Is this like, you know, do you, do you want to work with me type of thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oui, oui. J'adore. <laughs> oh my God. Um, wait, I'm grabbing one of the ones. Like, so for example, I got this ocean Jasper recently. This is from on the rocks and I just wasn't oh, even looking for this. It was just there. And it looks like ocean. It's very much my brand colors too. So I was like dying. Yes, it has like crystals on the yes. inside. It's very cool. Um, so I wasn't even thinking about getting it. It just happened to be there and I just was drawn to it and it was just like the happiest little thing. So it came home with me. Um, but yeah, I usually ask that before, but yeah, you, I mean it, and then I usually will sit with them throughout, throughout the day or I meditate with them in the mornings and kind of see like what they want to share or what information's coming through that kind of thing. And then I do rotate crystals. Like a lot of times I will have certain ones that people will see me holding while I'm channeling and working with clients. And then I'll sort of like move on. Like I'll rotate through as it feels like their energy is complete or they've taught what they needed to for that time or what have you. So. Okay. I love that. Um, all right. Last question. I don't want to say last question on crystals. Cause I also want to talk about card pulling and like Oracle decks. And cause I know you and I utilize that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, what does it mean? I guess. So, right. So certain things, and we know this throughout spirituality and through attracting in and releasing when certain things, times are up and all those things, what does it mean? I guess when like a crystal either breaks or like leaves you or something that I guess feels so devastating, but in reality, maybe there's like a higher message or a higher purpose behind it. And I would say it's that it's complete with you. Like it's, it's taught you all the lessons that it can, and mm-hmm. it needed to release to go to someone else. If it mm-hmm. breaks, well, let me say that's if it like disappears or you lose a crystal or it gets stolen or you leave it somewhere or someone takes whatever, right. That it's complete with you. It's done. It didn't need to be, it's, it's assisted you to the best of its ability and it's time to move on. It wants to move on because yeah. there's also a saying or a theory that like, you don't choose crystals, crystals choose you. Yeah. Like, and that's why you can never pick probably a wrong one. Cause if you did, it would just disappear. Like you, I mean, it would just be like, you'd be with you for the time that you need it. And then it would somehow be gone. You'd lose it. Someone yeah. take it, get left somewhere, whatever. And then they break. It is said that, um, I learned that it means you're meant to share it with someone or that, that someone's going to yeah. come into your life who also needs to experience that healing. So it's always nice to gift a crystal or part of a crystal if it breaks. Yeah. Um, or it could also mean again, same thing. If it breaks to the point where it's like shattered and you can't use it anymore that you didn't need it anymore. It just depends on how big, you know, if it's a big crystal that breaks in half, like someone else will probably need the other half of it. Or if it's a small crystal that kind of like shatters, it comes apart. It means you just didn't need that energy yeah. anymore. It, this reminds me of, and I forgot about this honestly until like this very moment, but I, when was this? So I, somebody had gotten me this was years ago, this beautiful amethyst, like dual point, mm-hmm. probably know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And 
it broke apart. And I was like devastated that it broke apart. And I ended up like dropping and breaking one half of it. And I was so sad. And then I was at a crystal store in park city. I can't remember if this was this year or when this was Cindy, that this happened, but I was at a crystal store in park city and they literally had this same exact, they were two points that had broken apart before they put them on the floor. And I literally, the second I saw it, I was like, I have to have this, put it aside to buy it after I was done shopping. And I was like, I just feel like I meant to give this other half, like to somebody else. And I gave it to you. Yeah. I still have it. um, it. Oh, I know. It just, it's funny how those things like happen though. And you're like, I don't know, just like I was devastated when the first one broke and, um, I felt at that time, like I was supposed to give the other half to somebody, but I didn't like understand. Yeah. And I think that's why it broke. And then the fact that I had never seen anything like this before. And then I walk into the store and they only had one. And it was like the first thing I saw, I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Um, and like, I immediately knew what I was supposed to do with it. And I think we got back and then like the day after I gave it to you. Um, it just is funny how like those things happen. Totally. So, and eventually I have like a much larger. That's where like the crystal, like, again, like this is getting woo too, but like all things carry consciousness Mm -hmm. and not that they have like thoughts, but essentially there's like energy associated with them. And we're always like attracting or repelling or creating boundaries around energy or not. So like, you know, again, crystals choose you, right? Like they're, they're calling you in or they're repelling you away or leaving you or whatever. So it's just not that they actually have thoughts about that. I'm not saying that, but I am saying that they energetically will either feel called to you or repelled from you based on your energy. So yeah, Yeah. I'm not. No, it's funny. And you, I know, I don't think you have to justify it for me or anybody else. Cause I'm like, maybe they do have thoughts. Who knows? We don't know. There's going to be some quote that someone's going to pull from this podcast later. Be like this medium thinks that Ross has thoughts. <laughs> it's like, oh my That's God. That's okay. They can blame me for that. And I'm nobody. I claim to be no one. <laughs> oh, um, so funny. That is funny though. Um, okay. So I do want to touch on before we move on to some of like our favorite crystals I know and you were the first person to introduce me to this but another thing I feel like that we talk about a lot is like card pulling because mm-hmm. it's a very I don't want to say it's an easy way to tune into yourself but it's a very accessible way and um like not overwhelming way to tune in for yourself right mm-hmm. um so I will I will never forget it was Halloween however many years ago you came to my house for the first time and as like a hostess gift you gave me my first ever deck of oracle cards i i remember all of these things i didn't realize that no no i i remember doing that i i don't think i realized it was your first yeah deck of oracle cards i don't think i realized that i i was just like oh i mean i love this deck i feel like you'd like it and i just gifted it to you know i didn't realize that so anyways no yeah it was it was my first deck and it was like a goddess deck of cards and it's like really what got me like comfortable with it i think because growing up and I absolutely agree with this. Like my family is very spiritual. My mom, you know, this, my mom is very in tune with the other side. My grandmother, my great grandmother was like a strega in Italy, which is like an Italian, which basically like a healer healing hands, like the whole thing. And I grew up always hearing like tarot decks and Ouija boards. Like you don't touch them. They're bad energy. You don't touch them. Da da da. And like, 
I would never touch a Ouija board personally. I see them sometimes in vintage stores and literally it gives me goosebumps like from my head to my toes as soon as I see it. Um, but I think that there's like an element to these, I don't want to say these types of things, but like Oracle cards or like spirit decks where it's, it's just different and it's not scary. And like the messages are always like, even if it's something like you've been pondering or like you're asking a question around like a hardship, like it always is something like uplifting. Um, and it like, doesn't have to be this big, scary, like thing. So I just wanted to touch upon like Oracle cards, like decks and kind of like your expertise on those and what you like to look for in them, like how you like to work with them more or less like a mini deck one-on-one. Beautiful. So just real quick, the difference between an Oracle deck and a tarot deck, a tarot deck is the same. Okay. Don't call me if it's 52 or 54 cards, but it's the same 50, I'll go with 54 cards in the deck and they'll have different art on them, but they all, it's the same number of cards, the same like names on the cards, like the King of Pentacles, the Queen of Heart or, or the Queen of Swords or whatever it is. There's like an Empress, an Emperor. They all, a tarot deck is a specific and they're all the same. The artwork will be different, but they'll be the same. An Oracle deck can be any number. Like it can be a 32, it can be 44, it can be 54, it can be 52. Like they, it can be any number of cards and also be on any particular topic or theme they can have they can be numbered they cannot be numbered you know it's a very it's a very broad spectrum so that's the difference between like tarot and oracle people tend to interchange those terms a lot but they are different yeah I don't read tarot I I think it's fun like I have a tarot deck that I play with every once in a while but I don't know how to read them um uh, there are some people that are amazing with it. I'm, I'm just, it's not something I really ever got into. I, however, love Oracle decks because it's, I feel like it's a little bit easier. Like there's less barrier to entry to like understanding them or getting to know them. Also, typically most Oracle decks come with a little booklet that explain the meaning of each card. Whereas a tarot deck, they kind of assume some can come with a book, but some, they basically assume that you know what you're doing. If you're pulling those cards that you already know how to read them. So that's the other difference between Oracle and tarot. So my big thing about Oracle is you can't mess it up. It's just for fun. It's a tool. I like to think of it as a tool, you know, it's not the end all be all, but it's a tool to help you to be able to connect in with either your guides or your higher self or your intuition or your gut, just to help clarify a question or interpret something that's going on in your life. And I think they provide a great ulterior perspective when you're stuck in your head around something of giving you a different way to think about it. Mm-hmm. A lot of the decks that I really feel called to are ones that have like questions or journaling prompts along with them. Cause I think it's really helpful when it can provide you with additional, like, what have you thought about this? Or have you thought about that? Um, so my favorite are like the star seed Oracle deck by Rebecca. Rebecca Campbell. Yes. Rebecca Campbell. Thank you. She has two, the hands or like the light something. And then there's star yeah. seed Oracle. Um, and then my new favorite ones have been by Colette Baron Reed. It's the wisdom of the Oracle. That's what I've been playing around oh. with. She's like four or five but I've been playing around with this one a lot. It's pretty cool. And then I'm eventually, I literally the Oracle deck is written. I just like, haven't done anything with it. I eventually want to do one of, I have one of my own that I use or we'll be putting out there in the world at some point. So, um, but they're great to be able to just, again, provide additional insight into what's happening and give you some things, food for thought and things to think about. I love that. Um, and it's fun. Like I always say, when people are like, I can't meditate. I'm like, okay. 
do you have an Oracle deck? Can you get an Oracle deck? And in the morning, simply sit while you're having your coffee and like shuffling the cards and just saying, okay, what's my most important message today? And then like laying them out, feeling a card that you're pulled to reading it. And then uh, my other favorite, if you really want to get fun and dangerous is to tune in for yourself. What do you think that card means? And then go read the little booklet that it comes with and see how many words align or how much it resonated with what you picked up and what, how much it aligns with the card. Cause I'm guarantee you, you, I tell us to clients all the time, you're receiving more intuitively than you realize you're getting more signs and symbols than you realize you're just explaining it away. So this, Oracle docs are a fun way. Cause it's fun. It's like, and I love getting new ones and be like, okay, I'm not just going to go. I don't read them all right away. I wait. And as I'm pulling each card, get to know the deck, get to know what it means and kind of learn it that way versus like looking at all of them and trying to memorize it. It's more fun just to intuitively see what comes out. So it's a yeah. great practice for if you're trying to start a meditation practice in the mornings too, because it takes like two minutes, literally. Yeah. I love that you said that because I think people feel like tuning in has to be like this whole big thing in this whole production. And yeah, every once in a while, like, yeah, I like to sit for a couple of hours and get quiet and like really tune in for myself, but to like, quote unquote, tune in for yourself. You don't have to do that every day. Um, it can be as simple as like having your morning coffee and pulling a card and thinking about, or like reflecting upon like what you need, what it means, like all of these things. Um, it doesn't have to be this whole production, you know, it can be whatever you want it to be. Exactly. So, um, I like that. Um, all right. So I want to pick your brain a little bit about like what, Wait, can I say one more thing about Oracle decks just real quick? Yeah, of course. Okay, there's yeah. a, there's like a, what do I call it? There's a, uh, well, I want to call it an illusion, but there's a stigma maybe that people think they have to be gifted to you mm. before you get, or like, isn't there something like that? Like it has to be gifted. People ask us all the time. Like, I've talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have people, people DM me with this. They're like, I really want to get an Oracle deck. Like I love when you pull cards, but like no one's gifted me one. I'm like, Gift so it to yeah, go buy it. Yeah. Like gift it to yourself. That, that, that is just, I don't know where that like old wives tale or what, I mean, it's not an old wives tale because I do believe in some of those, but I don't know where that like thing came from. You do not need to wait for someone to gift you them. Yeah. Please, by all means, if you don't have one and you're interested, go buy it. Call it a gift yeah. for yourself if you really have to, but like go buy it for yourself. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you can't, that it's any less effective or that anything bad's going to happen. Like, I don't know where that, I've literally have no idea where it came from. I don't believe that at all, but yeah. please know you do not need to wait for them to be gifted to you. You can absolutely go out and buy one for yourself. And I will just say this. I have bought, okay. I can't say I've bought every Oracle deck that I have. I'm sure someone gifted me one, like at some point, yeah. but I've bought 99.9% of the Oracle decks that I have for myself yeah. and they're all amazing. And I love them all. So and I'm partly because like, I don't have a lot of spiritual people. I mean, I do now, but when I was starting out, I did not have a lot of spiritual people around me and supporting me who would even like believe in this stuff or that I would even talk to, to buy it for me. So of course I had to do it for myself. So don't limit yourself. I think it has to be a gift. Yeah. You can certainly go out and buy it. It doesn't mean anything, whether it's tarot or Oracle, I would recommend Oracle to start yeah. over tarot. Tarot can be overwhelming, but you do you. It's also funny about that, like old wives tale or whatever, that it has to be gifted to you because I feel like you and I talk about this all the time. It's like, who knows you better than you? It's right. Like, you intuitively feel like you need something like, of course you should get it and work with it. Yeah. Don't wait for it to come to you via somebody else. It's already found you. Yeah. So that's funny. 
Um, all right. Diving back into crystals for a little bit. So I want to talk about the crystals that you really like. There's one, um, that I want to touch upon at some point, but I think it's interesting because the ones at least like quote unquote mainstream that I always hear about are like clear quartz and rose quartz, right? Cause like mm-hmm. clear quartz is considered to be quote unquote, like the master healer. Cause it works with everybody. It works on like releasing, like regulating energy. It amplifies your energy and like crystals around it. And then rose quartz. Cause I feel like I always see it in conjunction with, and I know that this is just branding PR marketing, whatever, but I always hear about rose quartz in conjunction with like love, like attracting and love, like creating love in a home, which I absolutely believe I have rose quartz and clear quartz all throughout my home, like giant pieces, but those aren't the only two stones, you know, that you can work with, but it's the ones that I see the most. So I know we have a little bit of a list here, but one crystal that Cindy and I, okay. So backing up for a second before I like dive in deep, what is like a good, I guess, and it absolutely could be clear quartz or rose quartz. I'm not saying it has to be something else, but if somebody is listening to this, they own no crystals. Like what I guess is a good, like quote unquote starter crystal for someone to go buy themselves. I mean, it really depends on what you're working on or working through, but the, the first, I'd say that the first three that people gravitate towards are amethyst, the purple with the little, like, like uh, spikes, but like, um, points to them, rose quartz and, and probably clear quartz. Those are probably the three that people can most easily find that are like very gentle, they're not overwhelming crystals and they're just fun to use and pretty much still resonate with anybody. Like I was talking about how sometimes maybe a crystal doesn't resonate with you or at least the, those three amethyst rose quartz and clear quartz are going to like, everyone loves them. Or I shouldn't say everyone loves them, but they'll, they'll resonate with pretty much anybody. They're not, they're not really what I said. Most people love them. Yeah. Well, they're not, they're not um, like, well, like her from her dime, which we're gonna talk about in a minute, like Lauren, when we were at the show and she was like, holding them she was like oh, I'm getting anxiety I have to leave like they were too they were really it's an intense crystal it's a, you have to be like you got to be called to it it's an intense crystal um but amethyst I think that was one of the first crystals I ever bought was amethyst and then ro- followed by rose quartz those are probably the first two I ever bought and they're also pretty easy to find as well as affordable okay so hearing you say Herkimer diamond that was the first one I wanted to talk about so I remember before you and I became like really good friends and I saw you, you had told me I needed a Herkimer diamond and it was right after I started working with this gemologist based in New York and she found, it took her a while, but she found me a Herkimer diamond. They're hard to find. And I don't know if you remember this, but it was my first, like, kind of, I I'm sat for hours and I meditated with this Herkimer diamond. It was my first kind of like, quote unquote, like download that I got, like, by myself from pure, from one of my friends that's past named Casey. Um, so I'm curious to know, like putting it in like way overly simplified terms, like what do you know about Herkimer diamonds? Like, what is it that makes it so special? So they're, they vibrate at a, remember I was talking about the frequencies and like they vibrate at certain colors with certain frequencies. Herkimer diamonds vibrate at a very high frequency. And therefore are able, are known as a master healer, the master, like a tuner, they can help attune you to the frequency of healing or health, as well as help heal pretty much any ailment under the sun. 
Um, and the reason why they're called diamonds is because they are most, many of them are very clear, like a diamond. And of course we know diamonds in the, in the world are, um, it's the hardest substance in the world, right? The hardest diamond in the world. Like they're, like they're, they're meant for eternity. They're like basically indestructible. They're beautiful. They reflect light very well. So that's why um, Herkimer diamond got its name. It's Herkimer because that's the county in New York where it's found and diamond because it looks like a diamond. So they also include a lot of the properties that diamond has, although it's not, you know, it will break actually pretty easily. <laughs> it's not, it's not exactly the same as a diamond, right? Um, but that's, that's them. They're, they're up, they heal pain. They're a powerful purifier, but it's because of the clarity of the frequency, again, the color that it's vibrating at. It's such a clear crystal that it is vibrating with exactly that. There's no you know, it's, it's helping to remove pain. It's helping to be clear. It's helping to remove impurities in the body, which are all the things that help that lead to like illness and pain and suffering. Also just like crazy about these crystals talking about like their energetic properties and things like that is when I was researching these, um, like you said, they come from a specific area, Herkimer County, New York, um, from this like river basically. And the like geologic history of these crystals is that because of like the double terminations in them and the fact that they have like basically like 18 total faces on them, how they're formed and like actually how they're pulled out of the ground. It's predicted that it literally has been like millions and millions and millions of years that these specific crystals have been forming. So I think about that and I'm like, I just can only imagine like, quote unquote, like what these crystals have seen. Do you know what I mean? And they're like, mm-hmm. lifetime, which is just crazy. It's crazy mm-hmm. to think about. Um, yeah. And I could see like where I could see why like Lauren would find it overwhelming or like somebody would find it overwhelming because like, I can't sleep with it in my bedroom, for example. Oh no, it's not one I would recommend sleeping with at all. Uh-huh. No, 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 no. Yeah. And there's certain, yeah. Her yeah. diamond's probably not like I wouldn't say like we were, we jumped from, yeah. we jumped from like a starter crystal, yeah. like amethyst rose clear quartz to, to Herkimer diamond, to Herkimer diamond, which I would not say is a starter crystal. It's for someone that's maybe been working for crystals a little bit or with crystals for, for a little bit and is, um, I, I would say like attuned to how it feels and how a crystal feels to them and being able to pick up on the energy of a crystal and who is really ready to like, kind of go to the next level or yeah. wanting to take their healing to a different level or place. That's when I would start moving towards Herkimer diamond or yeah. some of the other ones, like we're probably gonna talk about. So, um, yeah. but I wanted to mention it because it is one of my most favorite crystals. Um, my acupuncturist actually introduced me to them for the first time, like a few years uh, ago, three years ago, four years ago. So, um, I'm obsessed with them. My gosh. Um, she put one on my body and I was like, I was like instantly calm oh my god and I got off the table I was like what was that she goes oh it was a Herkimer diamond I was like I need it she goes well I don't sell them and I was like well where do I get and she ended up finding them to sell and that's how I got my first one so yeah they're they're amazing and it actually took me a while like I couldn't find one for like four or five months and then I finally was able to find some so I always that's true as well if you can't get it and maybe it's not meant for you at this time or your body's not ready you know like you just have to trust that like it'll come to you when it's meant to they really do Mm -hmm. um all right. I'd like to jump for a hot second to protective crystals because yeah. I, it was you years ago that gifted me 
I think it was little tiny pieces of black tourmaline that I gridded. Yeah. You remember I grid my room with it. Yeah. Um, and I still do it to this day. I have gridded my bedroom here. I I've done our guest room here. Um, and I still always literally in every bag DJ and I joke, I will pull out these giant hunks that I have bought myself of either a black obsidian or black tourmaline. Um, just when I'm like out and about in the everyday world and DJ will be like, what do you have rocks in your bag? And I'm like, which one do you want? Um, so I'm curious to know, like, what is it about these like obsidian or tourmaline that are protective? So, um, again, looking, so obsidian's black, just in case anyone's wondering, and as well as black tourmaline is black. There's also pink tourmaline, but we're going to go with black, right? So black. So essentially it's like shielding, right? Like black is like the color of night. It's the color of, um, you know, darkness. It's covering things up, right? It's, it's an energy shielding crystal. So again, just like we were talking about the clear quartz and the Herkimer diamonds and the things that are clear and white, it's a very high vibration. It's very, um, you know, it's like healing, it's energy and activating the higher chakras, crown chakra, higher stuff, the black and obsidian and black tourmaline are activating um, protective qualities, shielding qualities, and they also help remove any negative energies. It sort of acts as like a magnet, so to speak, if I do that, as like pulling out or protecting you from any negative energies or entities or things like that. So they're known as like protection, shielding, um, type of crystal. I don't know. I've lost my mind there for a second or lost my thought. No, that makes sense. Um, that makes total sense. And but they're, they're like, like a shield, oh, right? It's like a, you know, they yeah. can, right. And that's why if you grid a room with black tourmaline, I guess you use obsidian too, and do one in each of the four corners of a room and ask for it to be protected. It essentially creates like a grid or a bubble or a shield in that room from anything unwanted. That, I don't know. I just, I always feel at peace with it as weird, I guess, as that sounds. Um, all right, let's jump for a second. I want to talk about, and these other two are actually ones that I really don't know much about. So I'm actually genuinely very excited to hear about these. And I, I will apologize. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Um, I know one of your favorites is Argonite, which is supposed to kind of like foster like truth, understanding, help with like perception of reality. Um, but I'm going to let you talk about it because I don't know what I'm talking about at all. So, yeah, I pronounce it. I, I, some people say aragonite, some people say aragonite, some people say it, it just depends on anyways. And I believe it comes from Amazon. There's like a river that's named of a river where it's found, I believe, or near a river. Don't quote me on that. I can't remember. I'm not the crystal. I mean, I know a lot about crystals, but there's so many that I work with anyways. I love, I used to use that one a lot when I first started my business because it's really good for grounding and embracing the unknown. So I, when I first started my business, I was like trying to ground into like, okay, I'm doing this. Like I could do this and like grounding energies, like bringing in the unseen into the scene and being able to communicate that way. It also yeah. aligns all the chakras. So when I used to do my work, I did line all my chakras to make sure that I'm energetically a clear channel. So I used to use aragonite a lot for that, but it's really good for like um, embracing the unknown for moving into, you know, um, places where you haven't been before and re releasing fear around it. Um, so it's a good one. I also think it's a great starter crystal. Like I was trying to think of some that were like started when students, a great starter crystal, 
like I said, this is one of the first ones I used when I started really doing my channeling, like this work big time. Um, and it's a, it's, it's beautiful. It's a wonderful, wonderful. It's like grounding, but also opening for the crown chakra, which I always look for those, uh, in terms of like doing any kind of spiritual work, because it's important to be grounded, but it's also, you have to be like connected and be open to receiving from the other side too. So it's a great one for that. Wild about this was literally, I was like, long story, Cindy already knows that I'm telling our community here that's listening. I have a very good friend that's visiting this weekend um, that is also like very spiritual, very woo woo. So I was going to take her to this crystal store um, that actually Cindy and I love here in Nashville. And literally I was thinking to myself, I'm going to buy this for myself. I don't have a piece of this. Like this is meant to be. And I I just Googled it. And I realized in my last order, the gemologist I work with sent me like, quote unquote, like a gift. I fucking kid you not. Sorry. Um, Like a gift crystal that she was like, I just feel like you'd love this. And this is what it is. I didn't know. No, I'm, I'll send you a picture of it. This literally, this is what it is. I love it. The Cindy and I'm just like looking at Cindy right now. Like, what does it mean? What am I supposed to do with it? Um, like we were talking about earlier, there are no coincidences. <laughs> um, the other one I wanted to ask you about, cause I, ju- I don't know a lot about this one is, and I, once again, I apologize to whoever's listening. If I'm not saying this correctly, is Dan Bright, which is supposed yeah. to help with like your crown chakra, spirituality, spiritual growth, which I know so many of us are interested in. Yeah. So again, this is named, a lot of these crystals are named for where they're found um, or the person who found them or things like that. So um, this one's about like, a, it's a very nurturing crystal. It's amazing for meditating. It comes in a very soft pink, pale pink color. So it's a very like, almost like angelic, like high vibe, again, another higher activation, like crown chakra. It's very like heart soothing because it is a light shade of pink. So it takes on similar qualities as a, as a rose quartz, but it's not like if you're, if most of you, well, maybe not most, but some of you've seen um, a rose quartz, it's very, very pink. A damberite is a very, I'm holding one up, but you guys can't see it. It's a very soft, pale pink color. Um, So it does activate the heart chakra or the higher uh, like frequency of the heart chakra. Um, and it aligns like your heart and your crown. So essentially like your head and your heart, it's like aligning the two. Um, it's important and it's helpful for receiving love as well, which rose quartz can also do that. It's like self-love receiving love, but this one's also good about receiving for yourself and receiving information, um, in general. Um, trying to see what else, um, those are the big ones. It's the one I used to use again, when I first started, like even just meditating for myself, loved this crystal in help, in terms of helping with meditation. So it's a great one for that too. I think it's pretty easy to find. It's not like super hard. I think the larger chunks of like, I have a pretty big piece of it. It might be a little harder, but you don't need a big piece of it for it to be effective. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's a beautiful one. Oh, all right. Well, I wrote that one. I definitely don't have, and it was not sent to me unexpectedly. So I know what I'm okay. buying this weekend if I can find it. Um, oh my gosh. That's funny. There's... And this one can fade. Like it can be, it's a very soft, but it can fade if you have it in direct sunlight a lot too. So I just oh. say like, hmm. uh, just keep it 
keep an eye on it. Yeah, keep an eye on it, but it still holds the properties of it. So um, there was one crystal I wanted to, to touch upon. And then I have one last question for you after this, before we wrap this powwow up. Um, one of the crystals that I love and I love to work with, um, I don't know if they're necessarily hard to find. I think genuine ones are hard to find. And I, once again, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly because I've heard it pronounced two different ways, but I really, really, really love Lemurian crystals. Um, I love to meditate with them. Um, I always feel very at peace and very creative or like if I'm trying to like conceptualize something or figure something out, um, like a large, I don't even want to say like a large problem, but I feel like I'm the type of person where like, I'm constantly like working on things, like trying to solve things. Um, I always feel like I get these like intuitive hits almost from them. Um, so eventually like I started researching these crystals um, because they're really, really, really great healing stones. And I could not find one for the longest time. Then eventually my gemologist found me one. And then I actually found another one, um, when Cindy and I went to this really awesome crystal store here in Nashville that unfortunately I don't have anymore, but I, I loved it. Um, from what I understand, it's another crystal that is associated with like rapid healing and like tuning in for like master healing and it vibrates at like a very high frequency. And I actually did not know this, but I bought a deck by Rebecca Campbell and I, um, bought these two new Lemurian crystals from my gemologist. And the day after I got these crystals, I pulled the card Lumeria and mm -hmm. I like had no idea that it was like this whole thing basically, but basically this whole thing of Lumeria was thought to be like this lost land that actually predates like Atlantis and these like, quote unquote people, I don't know what exactly you would call them were thought to be like very gentle, very loving, like highly, highly spiritual, like highly intelligent beings. And it's said that these beings essentially like lived this very like peaceful, highly intelligent life on earth that was more or less thought to be like heaven on earth where like things were in harmony. Um, all beings, you know, were seen as equal. We like really took care of like mother earth, like all the things that we should be doing today. And unfortunately, like people just don't, but essentially um, they were not, they, from what I was researching, this is not like a download I got. I'm not this talented. It was just something I was researching. Um, they're said that like the people of Lumeria were like kind of brought down by this like great flood. Um, and they essentially created like myrrh, which is like the mermaids, like whales, dolphins, like all of these things, these other like highly intuitive beings that we have now. And that before they quote unquote, like left the earth or like turned into these other beings, they programmed these crystals. So like each crystal apparently has like this different quote unquote, like barcode with these like downloads of information from these people, which to me, I know it sounds very out there makes perfect sense. Um, because so my gemologist found four of these Lumerian crystals for me and 
they were fairly expensive and I only needed one to replace what I lost. And I ended up feeling like very called to two of them. And I got them and one immediately resonated with me. And I was like, this was meant for me. And the other one, I was like, I still feel called to this, but I feel like it's not meant for me. I feel like I'm supposed to once again, like give this to somebody else. And I like, couldn't figure it out. And eventually I was like, who did I think I was buying these two crystals? Like, as if, you know, whatever, like I can get in touch with all these things. Like, what the fuck am I going to do with these two rare crystals? Um, and I absolutely adore the one that I kept for myself and it hit me. I did a sound healing session with one of my very good friends that is a doctor. And in the middle of this session, they were like, that's who this is meant for. Mm -hmm. And last time I was in Chicago, I literally went to her house and I gave her, I was like, you have to have this. This is meant for you. I'm not kidding. I showed up at her and I know, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. I showed up at her door at eight o'clock at night. And I was like, you have to have this. (laughs) Um, and it just was so funny, but it's really interesting when you look at these crystals, they vary in size. Cause now I've seen a lot of different ones, but they all have like a similar shape and they all tend to have these almost like shatters inside of the crystal where like, when you look at it in the light, it's like these really beautiful, like fractured rainbows and all these things. And I was staring at it one day after I researched and I was like, oh my God, it really does look like a barcode. Like it just is crazy. So I personally, like, I love Lumerian crystals. Um, this is just what I know about them. And that's, I know, like very personal to me, but just another one, I guess, to like, think about, or if you're interested in these types of things to like, look into for yourself, because it really is just so interesting. Yeah. I have a couple. I call, I, I don't, I think it doesn't matter how you say it. I usually say Lumerian. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter though. Um, but those, but yeah, they're amazing. I have a few, I haven't used them in a while. I used to use them a lot. They, um, how do I say this? They are meant or said to be, I mean, all the things you said are absolutely true. Like I fully believe in all that stuff and yes, like they're light codes and all those things. Um, but they're also very good emotional healers. I used to use them a lot for like big emotional or needing to integrate physical healing into the emotional and mental and spiritual bodies. They're very good, like integrating all sorts of different types of all bodies of consciousness. And they are, you know, a higher consciousness being that we, like you said, we're once here. So if you think about it, these crystals I feel like are very wise. Like they're, I consider them like very, like the wisdom keepers. Oftentimes people refer to them as because they're said to hold great wisdoms and that that will only unlock for those that are like quote unquote worthy or that can tap in or tune into that specific crystals, energy and frequency, which is why you probably felt called to one and not the other. Maybe it's just not attuned for you or that wisdom or knowledge is not meant for you in this lifetime. It's meant for somebody else. So that's the very woo side of it. Um, It's at the, bottom line. I mean, they're like I said, they're great emotional healers and a very balanced, great emotional balancers. And I mean, the whole light code thing is also very interesting. Cause that's like what they said, like, even like the sun sends light codes, like all the, the stars, like all the things that are coming to us, all the energies people talk about, technically you can define that as those are different light codes coming to the earth that we're picking up on and feeling and integrating in the form of like, well, I'm feeling anxious today. I'm feeling tired today. I'm feeling energized today. I'm feeling 
um, you know, very aligned today or like everything's manifesting easily. I'm in flow. You know, you're in, but you don't realize is you're integrating the different light bodied energies coming to the earth and light codes arriving at earth. So mm -hmm. it's technically what's happening. I just don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but you should. Um, uh, we'll see. <laughs> so last thing I wanted to address before we wrap this up is, um, more or less, I know, right. We like buy these crystals. We love these crystals, but like we've kind of talked about throughout this episode, they're very, I don't, I don't know if susceptible is the right term, but they hold and store a ton of energy, right? So like to keep working with them and have them work with us, we have to take care of them. Um, so I know you taught me about clearing my crystals, whether it's with water, whether it's with, you know, Palo Santo or leaving them out in the moonlight at night. Um, I guess, can you kind of explain the concept of like, quote unquote, like clearing your crystals? Cause I think for so many people, it's such a foreign concept because they're like, well, it's an object. Like, what are you talking about? You know? Yeah. So we touched on it earlier. Again, if you believe that all things, every object, every crystal, the pen in front of you, your phone are all carrying a consciousness because they're vibrating, vibrating at a certain frequency. And therefore that consciousness can be influenced by other things around it, right? Like that's why your loved ones, the loved ones can mess with your phone, right? They can mess with electrical magnetic field of the earth and mess with tech or mess with your phone or send you a sign or make you look at the clock at a certain time or like turn things on and off, right? They're able to mess with it. It's also because it is a consciousness is it a thing that is carrying you know, an energy and they can mess with that energy. So as such, your crystals can, some of them can absorb certain energies or entities or things around them. And you want to just clear them every once in a while. Whenever I have someone else like borrow a crystal or hold it, I then turn around and like cleanse it or clear it. Now, some of them can be cleansed in water and some of them cannot be cleansed in water because they'll disintegrate or it'll ruin it. Like you can kind of tell if it's got like a smooth exterior to it and is not rough or anything, it's most likely it can be cleansed in water. Um, if it's very like rough or, um, like selenite ones are kind of chalky, they're going to dissolve. It's not, it's not, you can't put it in water. Okay. Um, and then all of them can be cleared through Palo Santo or incense or I don't know, I'm forgetting the sage or whatever you want to use to clear it. And then some don't need it. Like the black tourmaline we were talking about, it is a master shielder and protector. It is constantly self-cleansing and clearing. Same with, I think obsidian doesn't need to be cleared either. Again, it's like a master shielder or protector. It's already doing that day in and day out. It doesn't need you to like do that for it. So certain crystals don't need that. So that's where I would just say, I mean, we could be here for like, we could do like a four hour podcast on all the crystals, but I would just say, I would literally research, would love, you would be have to like drink heavily after that, but I would love nothing more. <laughs> yeah. We can maybe do, maybe if we get whatever feedback we get from this one, we can like deep dive into it, but I would just say, research it. You can just Google that. That's where you, I'm like, Google's your best friend, Google it and just ask how to clear the crystal that you bought. Or again, if you're buying it from a very good reputable source, they'll be able to tell you, or they will say, Hey, make sure you don't put this in water or make sure you clear this once you get it home or make sure you, you don't ever need to clear this. Like that's again, how you're going to know you're buying it from like a great source. Cause they're going to tell you that stuff or again, ask or Google it. Google's your best friend. Mostly usually. Oh. oh my gosh. I feel like I got my own crash course. I feel so lucky. <laughs> Even though I know I can call you anytime. I like just yeah. love getting out like this. Um, 
I feel like there's so much, like we scratched the surface. I mean, we, we covered a lot, we scratched the surface, but we also, I feel like it's a good intro, but Mm -hmm. there's so much you can learn about like gridding them, which I don't even know that much about them, but you could like crystal grids, you can do like crystal, like circles and things for meditating and creating intentions. Um, you know, there's a lot to this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And for anybody listening, if there's anything like we didn't cover and you have any questions, you can always feel to DM us, feel free to DM us on slightly spiritual, or you can always reach out to Cindy at revealing soul. Um, this is something, you know, that we love and I feel like that we are just like always learning about, um, and we're just going to try our best to like, keep you updated on the subject. Um, there's something that Cindy and I now have been working on and, date, like dreaming of and manifesting, um, for a couple of months that we're very excited about hopefully come January, um, that hopefully will be just a good tool for you to start working with crystals and working with your own energy and clearing your own energy. And I will probably pee my pants with excitement. Like the first day that it's out into the world, like truly, (laughs) um, So thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. If you go buy a crystal as a result of this or a card deck, please DM us, send us a picture. We want to hear all about it and just continue to be on your spiritual journey with you. So thanks for listening. And we hope that you have a good eclipse and a good first week of December. Bye guys. Bye.